Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. Josh Selway here. Today we're going over a few guys I have not been fond of in my early best ball drafts over on Underdog. So if you're new here, me, Cash, well, and then there was this other kid named Beaver. Not sure what happened to him, but we like to do best ball drafts. At least Cash and I do. Cash just maxed out the big super flex tourney over on Underdog that just filled. He maxed it out right before it filled. So Cash is a high, high volume player. He does the studies. You can check out some of his work over on fantasyunleashed.com. He's written a few articles this offseason, more coming. We've done some podcasts on best ball so far this offseason, and we have a very important episode coming later this week where we are looking at ADP disparities after the super flex tourney closed because so far in the 12-man leagues, single quarterback leagues, the ADP hasn't been updated yet. So there's going to be some opportunities here to take advantage of ADP and guys who are mispriced. So we're going to be going over that later on in the week. But best ball, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, best ball is still new. I understand that a lot of people still aren't playing. People who I know would love to play. But if you need a reminder, best ball is just when you draft your team and then that's it. The computer sets your lineup every single week. It's a good way to play fantasy because obviously the draft is a lot of fun. You can draft right on your phone. Underdog has a great app. There's other places you can play too. FFPC. You can play on uh, Drafters is another app people use. I just stick to Underdog so I get the no 180p. You could say it'd be wise to play on other apps because Drafters, for instance, has overlay, which is when the tournaments don't fill, meaning their prizes are guaranteed, but not as many many people are entering those contests, so you have a better chance to get some money. But I stick on Underdog just because I want to be familiar with the ADP, and it's just the best app and experience. So that's what we do here. We play best ball, and then obviously when the season comes around, we do some redraft stuff. But best ball is a great way to prepare for the NFL season for fantasy, for your redraft leagues, quit mock drafting, play best ball. And like I said, I've already done 29 uh, single quarterback leagues. And then for the super flex tourneys, I got in 17 teams. For those, those were $10 each. So today I'm going to be talking about a few guys that I've basically completely faded. A couple of them I've drafted like once, but basically they don't even exist to me in a certain sense. And I want to kind of look at if... I might start drafting them at some point when I think they might be a fair value, etc. I already did an episode of Guys I Love that was a longer list. As a lot of people have pointed out in fantasy, it is more important to identify guys to fade than it is to find guys that you really want to draft. So here's a few guys I haven't touched yet. So number one on the list here is a guy who is difficult for me to talk about because he's been near and dear to my heart, but he is just someone I have not wanted to draft where he has been going in some of these early drafts, and that is A.J. Brown, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He has been going in these one quarterback leagues, and again, this ADP isn't updated. It's not sharp, but this is around where he's been going, where he may be going. He may be going in the second round of drafts, and me personally... Right now, my wide receiver draft rankings where I want to draft these guys goes Cooper Cup, number one, 
Justin Jefferson, number two. Then probably Jamar Chase, number three. For me, next, clearly, is Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs, the gap between Stephon Diggs and then a guy like A.J. Brown is pretty significant. You're talking about the number one receiver for maybe the best offense in the league, one of the past happiest offenses in the league, coming off a, we'll say, suppressed year. I love Stephon Diggs this year, and the fall-off from him to A.J. Brown to me is significant. A.J. Brown consistently dealing with injury issues. Don't want to hold that against him. Uh, I will say in the last draft I did, he went four picks before CeeDee Lamb. For me, it's CeeDee Lamb over A.J. Brown all day, absolutely all day. I will say this, though. A.J. Brown, he's been my guy forever, and while I'm shying away at these early ADPs, I do know that because, I could be biased because he's been my guy, and I've been disappointed to the point where now I'm afraid to get hurt again, right? I'm afraid to love again, but I need to leave a part of my heart open for A.J. because the worst thing that could happen was for, for me to be, is for me to be a complete fade and then watch him torch the league and have the season I've been hoping he could have the past two years. A la Debo Samuel last year, who was our guy, and I had no Debo last year, and that was painful. I'd rather get a little bit and get hurt again than have none and watch him turn into a bona fide stud. I mean, he is a stud, but you know what I mean, consistent fantasy stud. So A.J. Brown, no A.J. Brown so far. Don't like where he's going. He needs to fall a little bit, but that's a scary fate. Number two, Cam Akers. Cam Akers what do we do here? This may just be an uncertainty one that I need to buy into a little more. But again, I'm looking at this last draft board that I did on underdog. He goes in the fourth round, which isn't bad for him. Like, I don't hate that. There's other guys like James Conner over Cam Akers. Yeah, probably. David Montgomery over Cam Akers. It's close. I need more information about I guess the injury, like what do they want to use him for? Obviously last year in the playoffs, I just don't have a good taste in my mouth for Cam Akers. And we've seen these middle round running backs disappoint before. Right now that's where he's falling. And then of course, coming off Achilles injuries, those have just been devastating for running backs in the past. Just in best ball specifically, I'm leaning so much heavier RB to start. I'm usually leaving the first two or first three rounds with two running backs. So if Cam Akers is in that fourth, fifth round range, I'm probably going to be shying away. I just, I guess I need to really consider the risks here, understand what their backfield situation is going to be like, have a clear picture there. But I just don't know if the upside, if how much upside there's going to be with Cam Akers and what we saw last year in the playoffs if that's really going to be what he looks like going forward because he really couldn't uh, break away it seemed like in the playoffs last year and just really make uh, a big impact like we were expecting him to before the injury okay number three is the easiest one on the list and that is Elijah Moore second year wide receiver from the New York Jets this is a guy whose ADP was correcting in the super flex drafts, but in these 12 man single quarterback drafts, like he's still going in the fifth round. Last draft I did, he went in the fifth round. He went ahead of Jerry Judy. Think about that. Think about that. Zach Wilson's number one wide receiver goes ahead of potentially Russ Wilson's number one wide receiver. He went ahead of Jerry Judy, went ahead of Mike Williams, he went ahead of Brandon Cook, Starnell Mooney. 
I mean, we haven't seen it yet from Elijah Moore. A lot of upside, a lot of potential ceiling there. But one, we'll know in a couple days if they draft a receiver, but they could draft a receiver. They could bring someone in. They could just be absolutely terrible again. And this is one where we're getting ahead of ourselves. And I love drafting the guys around him more than I love drafting him. He should be, I would price him as a seventh round, seventh, late seventh round player to me. Uh, give me Juju over him, Allen Robinson over him. Um, so yeah, he, he's a seventh round guy. That's, you know, and I understand that we could get the training camp and he could be flashing. He could be a stud. There was a lot of hype last year, but he's a smaller guy anyways, 5'10", 180. So he would be a bit of an outlier if he becomes a true number one there. And as I said, I think they're going to try to add weapons. So let's just be careful on Elijah Moore's price tag in best ball and in redrafts. Another guy who's been drafted a tier before where I think he should be going is Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard in this most recent draft I did, which again, I understand is not tight ADP for what we're looking at, but it's still a reflection of some of the things I've been seeing in the, in some of these drafts so far And Dallas Goddard, he's, he's going in the last draft I did, he went two rounds ahead of Dalton Schultz and straight up. I want Dalton Schultz over Dallas Goddard. I want Dallas's PPR machine eating over the middle of the field, Dalton Schultz, over Mr. Godare, especially with a two-round difference. Are you kidding me? In fact, Zach Ertz, another PPR machine. I love those two. I love those two for tight ends in basketball. Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz, nothing flashy, nothing special, just five catches for 60 yards. Dallas Goddard's going two rounds ahead of them. It's not an anti-Dallas Goddard thing. It is just a... The market's mixed up here, and again, they're trying to play this down. He was a bad pick last year at this point. He didn't do anything, and now we're trying to do it again. I don't get it. He needs to be down in the ninth, 10th round, and these other guys need to be going ahead of him. Another guy I haven't been touching has been Marquise Brown, and this is because, I mean, hasn't he had his chances? Hasn't he had his chances? Why don't Why is Rashad Bateman going two rounds after him in most of these drafts? That I'm seeing. I don't really understand that. And the biggest mistake people can make is in best ball is going for the ceiling guy all the time versus the known commodity. And you could say that on some level, Marquise Brown is a known commodity. I would still rather have Bateman two, three rounds later. I mean, it's not like Marquise Brown is has shown any level of real consistency throughout his career. I'd just rather have the younger guy with uh, more uncertainty in this situation. Marquise Brown, the guys going around him are basically all people I'd rather have over him. And then at that point, it just becomes a pricing thing. And I would rather have Rashad Bateman two rounds later. The final name I'm going to mention here as another warning, if you listen to our recent podcast with Steve Grande Navarra, he told us that Odell Beckham is likely out for most of the season, maybe all of the regular season. We'll have to see. They said this recovery is going better for him. But it, to me, first of all, we don't even know for sure he's going to be back with the Rams. He's probably going to be back with the Rams. When will he return? Is it week 12, week 13? How much of an impact is he going to have once he returns? How quickly are they going to rush him back since they're probably going to be a playoff team and want him for the playoffs? You have Allen Robinson there now, which can sort of play a similar role to an order uh, Odell Beckham. You have a guy who has been plagued by injuries his entire career. 
This draft I did last night, he went in the 11th round, which is just laughable. If you want to take a late round shot, 18th, 19th, 20th round, these are 20 round drafts on underdog. Sure, I guess, but just be careful. This is an aged wide receiver, lots of injuries. Now coming off his second ACL, it's a different knee, but still a second ACL tear. Be careful here. Definitely don't take him in the 11th round like this, this gentleman did just the other night. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. All right, that's all I got for you tonight, Australia. Just a quick one, get some names out there, an update on some of these drafts I've been doing. I hate to say this. God, do I, do I hate to say this, but I'm providing providing a lot of information over on TikTok, the social application of our generation. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I like TikTok. I'm not going to get into it now, but there's no shame in my talk game. That's all I'm going to say. So if you want to check that out, my name's Jobin1 or something over there, Josh Selway at Fantasy Unleashed, yada, yada. You kids, you kids can figure it out. More best ball information coming up later this week because all we do is draft. We draft every single day, and there's a lot more coming. Talk to you soon, Australia. You.